to just frontal nudity. I'm watching that. <laughs> I'm watching for that. Yeah. Whenever, whenever that happens, <laughs> I, I assume yeah. it happens quickly. Yeah. So I'm watching it. Okay, good. It's going to be great. Great. <laughs> Glad we'll talk then. That, that's the best party I've been at. Frontal nudity. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Poet Salon, a podcast where we talk to poets over drinks we prepared especially for them. I'm Luther Glass of Wine Hughes. I'm Gabrielle Bates. And I'm Duji Tahat. Last week we talked to Bill Cardi about clouded Seattle, about clarity and climate. This week we asked him to bring in a poem by someone else for us to geek about. And Bill chose Dorothy Wordsworth by Jennifer Chang. It's so good. Buckle up. Dorothy Wordsworth by Jennifer Chang. The daffodils can go fuck themselves. I'm tired of their crowds, yellow rantings about the spastic sun that shines and shines and shines. How are they any different from me? I too have a big messy head on a fragile stalk. I spin with the wind. I flower and don't apologize. There's nothing funny about good weather. Oh, spring again, the critics nod. They know the old joy, that wakeful quotidian, the dark plot of future growing things, each one labeled Narcissus Nobilis or Jennifer Chang. If I died falling from a helicopter, then this would be an important poem. Mm -hmm. Then the ex-boyfriends would swim to shore, declaiming their knowledge of my bulbous youth. Oh, flower, one said, why aren't you meat? Mm -hmm. But I won't be another bashful shank. The tulips have their nervous joie de vivre, the lilacs their taunt. Fractious petals, stop interrupting me with your boring beauty. All the boys are in the field, gnawing raw bones of ambition and calling it ardor. Who the hell are they? This is a poem about war. Uh, <laughs> this poem blows my mind. I don't even know. Uh, how did this poem come into your life and what... Why why did you choose that today? I it might have been a I read it online on the internet. And it was one of those I never really I read poems online all the time, but I feel like in the way that any information coming in in the online sphere, like you really have to consciously shut out everything else. I like recently unsubscribed from all the poem of a day emails because I was like I can't yeah. I don't want poems in my inbox I want to find and then probably that's that how, how I this found, one I don't came? I don't remember but it, I just remember like thinking this was just like an amazing poem wherever I first saw it and uh I think it was on the poets.org website mm-hmm. or something like that but um so it could have been poem of the day actually <laughs> Despite, and now I'm just missing all and the now poems you're that are all gonna, your new favorite poems. <laughs> yep, so. The poems that are going to blow my mind. Um, but I, uh, I, yeah, I read this poem, and I hadn't read Jennifer Chang's poems at all. And then I was like very excited for her next book. And then Some Say the Lark was really excited when it came out because it had been a while, maybe ten years or so, nine years in between her books. And I was like. How's that poem not in a book yet? <laughs> I want to hold it. Yeah. Um, and the whole book itself is is really great too. Why this poem? 
why this poem yeah like what arrest like in i mean i totally hear the sort of like flood of in the flood of information it's hard for anything to stick so like do you recall or can you construct retroactively like what stuck well it has like an exceptional first line and an exceptional last line and i think that and i think there is something maybe in that flood having a line that is a very declarative uh, sentence and then also ends with a you know declarative sentence in a similar way so that like uh, certainty like there's a lot of certainty in those lines and a lot of you just like immediately or not you I immediately trust the voice Dorothy Wordsworth um, and then you're just thinking about uh, yeah, you just aren't expecting the daffodils can go fuck themselves yeah. to come immediately after <laughs> her name. It's so voiced up and it, it feels, it's really wild. It's like I, I never know where it's going, but I, I love each new progression. And I, I love the contrast of that wildness and that surprise that's so constant with these like very neat stanzas with the framing of Dorothy Wordsworth, which we all come into, as you said, with certain expectations. Um, and yeah, this just like voiced up, authoritative, declarative uh, posture throughout. Um, it's, yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. It's like, who couldn't love this poem? And that uh, my favorite stanza of all of them, actually, as much as I love how it begins and ends, it's that if I died falling from a helicopter, then this would be an important poem. God, that part, I'm just, like that stanza is just like my favorite thing ever. For me, that line, like it speaks to uh, kind of the, the humor of Dorothy Wordsworth in the sense that she wasn't the Wordsworth we all know to be. Like we don't know her like that, right? We know her brother, right? And people thought it was her wife before, so his wife before. So it's like, <laughs> and like to say, like, if I died from a helicopter, this poem would be important. It's like, if I died more tragically, I'd be the word worth you would know. So it's like mm. being outright about her ghostliness of her actual being mm. that I love so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I love, I mean, like sort of thinking about our previous longer conversation, like this is a nature poem that is like an anti-nature poem, right? Mm-hmm. Like to declare itself so sort of against the nature poem and then just to be... <laughs> A nature poem, I feel like up until sort of Jennifer Chang and I died from a helicopter, or if I died falling from a helicopter is like such a move. Like it's like, it's it's like the kind of thing that like I, I would aspire to. And then sort of similarly, like to claim the drama of that romanticism of that tradition Mm -hmm. at the same time in like, in a more modern context is like also wonderful, especially the O flower where like the flower is like obviously like in keeping with the nature theme, but like mm-hmm. not addressing, but it's an address of to the speaker, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like it's such a to your point, like it, that's a moment where it's doing so many things at once, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't really pin it where it is. It does fit in with our earlier discussion about not only like the nature poem, but also like the poem as aware of itself. So on one level, I read this. I also like this poem because it it has multiple, not multiple meanings, but I, I feel like there's multiple things going on at once. Like It um, shares a lot of your impulses, actually. Yeah, I think yeah. as a poet in the, uh, this naming moment with the narcissist 
Nobilis or Jennifer Chang, um, the the comparisons, the unexpected comparisons to things like war. Um, I, I feel like there's even something in the voice that reminds me a little bit of your work. So it makes total sense to me that you would pick this poem. Yeah, I'm just trying to write this write a poem this good. On one level, it seems like it's, it could be Dorothy Wordsworth speaking, right? But it's obviously, it, it's not a persona poem, right? It doesn't lose the fact that it's Jennifer Chang. She puts her name right there in the poem. But there's also a way, like it's, you know, a response to William Wordsworth's daffodils um, and like the fact that he alleged, it's unclear, maybe how much he stole from his sister's journal, but like he was responding to an experience he had with his sister and then she was erased from that poem. <laughs> she wasn't in the retelling. It's him and his uh, bliss of solitude. Right. And so she's not her, she's not part of the experience when he retells it. And so it's, I think there's this one, one level of where it's, you know, even the flower, the flowers are allowed to talk. The boyfriends are allowed to talk. The boys in the field, you know, are chewing on ambition. Um, but Dorothy Wordsworth, like, was forgotten. And then I, I see it as, like, Jennifer Chang, like, not not a persona, but, like, a, a really interesting doubling going on there in terms of the voice. You Like, yeah, it would be much different if it were named helicopter poem or something yeah. <laughs> like that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. What do you guys make of... um? where the attention of the speaker is going to. I'm, I'm really curious because like, you know, that final turn of like, this is a poem about war sort of speaks to like perspective, mm. right? Like sort of how far, uh, how far, which, how far you're willing to sort of zoom out and see what scale, which I think is also in direct conversation to the daffodil poem, right? Mm -hmm. If I were as lonely as a, or I want, I wandered lonely as a cloud, right? Which, again, it's like a presuming of a particular perspective. Um, so I'm curious, like, maybe part of what is shifting is the perspective and, like, all of these, like, other people get to speak. But it seems to me that it is also questioning, like, the things that we are choosing, that the speaker is choosing to attend to is the like defining the thing by attending to the, all the things around it, all the things that are like not it in some ways, you know, the Maybe. I mean, yeah, I can, I can track the gaze from daffodils to self, to spring, to critics, to naming, to hypothetical death helicopter moment, ex-boyfriends, um, to a different type of flower, to tulips, and then the boys and war. So, I mean, I don't know what I, I make of that progression, except that they all seem to be mediated from that same perspective, that same I speaker who right. is so voiced up that I'm willing to follow her anywhere. Right. Yeah, I, I kind of track, I don't think everything in the poem fits into this, but this, this idea, you know like who the hell are they like who the hell are they to speak and have been spoken for mm. in poems yeah, right and I yeah. think that and that's like the war is against that that like the speech or the the writing act um, 
Have any of you written poems with a similar sort of persona framing where it's purporting to be from a different perspective, but it's really just kind of giving you permission to write a poem you needed to write from your perspective? Yes. I feel like so many of my poems are that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have some poems from the perspective of Ibrahim, I know. Well, I feel like I have to constantly trick myself into writing poems. And this feels like a poem (laughs) that had to be tricked into like being written or at least like the construction of, you know, I totally understand that the construction of the speaker that is actually me, like that kind of doubling as like a necessary first step to write the poem that I need to write. Like it's, it is a literal getting myself out of the way. Right. Um, By constructing a self that is like not me, but like, really yeah you know, allows you to get at a facet of yourself right right and and maybe it's like also allows like the narrow uh, a narrowing a narrowing of perspective where it doesn't feel like i have to throw everything in which is i think uh, my own impulse generally is like i have to make every poem about fucking everything <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of important things that need to be covered here. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the agenda the meetings agenda is quite long. yeah yeah I, I was thinking i have a a poem called said austerlitz that's um i've read wg zabald's book uh austerlitz and part of that book is kind of long winding sentences with said Austerlitz. Like it's a lot of conversation and it's just paragraphs with the phrase said Austerlitz in the middle. And I read that book and I couldn't write without hearing that voice. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I just need to, I'm just going to put that voice in a poem. So that's like my, (laughs) my uh, Austerlitz cover, right? Like it's basically (laughs) a a cover poem. Um, but it also is like the impulse of reading, um, feeling like you you've read something you've taken something in you're responding to it and i do get the sense that jennifer chang here is like very you know clearly engaged with language and wants to respond you know like it's like an obsession (laughs) the daffodils right like what is it with these flowers why (laughs) why are these flowers uh so important you know and like just I i like poems that deal with um reading and deal with other writing in that way I'm really drawn to that line, oh, flower once said, why aren't you meat? And I think I'm so drawn to it because there's this, like, this conflicting uh, um, kind of uh, telling in this poem. Um, and maybe telling is the wrong word, but there's this 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 aim towards beauty, but constantly trying to negate beauty um in the same way like men have traditionally told women they write too pretty but then in this poem they're asking her to write more gritty in a way Mm -hmm. while asking her also to be devourable so it's like uh, the 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 complexity of the speaker and how the speaker is talking to these people and to themselves it 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 takes beauty out of this uh precious kind of um bowl right it takes it out of the bowl and like puts it you know into the desert into the field right it puts it on a helicopter for it to die like it does these things where we're thinking about what is actually beauty and is Mm -hmm. beauty just about war right are we going to war for a beauty right so like it takes that idea and like really like 
com- crumples it up and like throws throws out the window, yeah. you know. Well, and it poses, um, it makes it moves beauty from uh, an aesthetic argument into an almost ethical argument, mm-hmm. right? Which I think is like much more interesting. Mm-hmm. I also think even having these this poem in like quatrains, like it's the trying to make it full and perfect, and it's like stop interrupting with your beauty. Like I don't want to be this, but I can't help but be this because I was given this to be. So it's like. Mm. Can I can I give like a super nerdy in the weeds uh, take here? Please. <laughs> the oh original poem, the original Wordsworth poem, is uh, four stanzas uh, of six lines each. Hmm. This is six stanzas. Ooh. Of four four lines. lines each. Damn! Crack the code. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's good. It's like I too can be as beautiful as you are. Yeah. Probably even more so. To Watch be me construct this. Yeah. Right. Artifice. Right. right. Let me see your con- like. I see your construction. Right. Let me literally turn it on its side. Right. And represent it to you, um, and in this like again like in an ethical frame or as opposed to just like the pure aesthetics of it. Right. Even like I I saw your your daffodil poem, my brother, and here's my poem from my perspective. It's the same experience, right? There's still mm-hmm. the same amount of lines, but I wrote it in four stanzas. You wrote it with six. So, like, <laughs> and my shit is still better than your shit. So, it's like, <laughs> let's see no shade words. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and also the, in terms of, like, the, the diction is, you know, a, adopting, like, kind of a, that Wordsworthian, like, yeah. diction like that. Uh, all the boys are in the field gnawing raw bones of ambition and calling it ardor. Like, that's such yeah. an amazing... Like the sounds there are so yeah. rich and like bashful shank, mm. um, the French words I won't try to you know. But there's a <laughs> there's yeah. an, a, an adoption of of this yeah this high addiction that through through the, through the writing shows like I can mm. I can play at this game yeah this high addiction meets game. rage as yeah. opposed to like high addiction meets like a gentle wistfulness. Is it the rage? I'm I'm trying to figure out. Like, it's not sarcastic, right? It isn't like a sarcastic use of the high diction. It isn't like co-opting it for different purposes. Mm. It feels like a very angry poem for me. I mean, there there is humor in it, but um, it feels very genuinely angry to me. And not maybe not angry to me, but more like fed up, like over the bullshit, like. Daffodils can go fuck themselves. Like, fuck yeah. these daffodils. Like, I'm tired of these fucking daffodils. Talk about something different. Like, so I was about mm-hmm. these fucking daffodils. Like, <laughs> so I think it's more like frustration, like, oh, being mm-hmm. over this, the trope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was listening to a reading of her on the bus here, and I was trying to, uh, I was hoping she would read this poem, but she didn't. Because uh, I wanted to hear, yeah. like, her, her delivery is, like, very, um, you know, com- measured, I would say, calm mm. for the for most of her other poems. Um so I couldn't, I, I couldn't see her like shouding this poem yeah. necessarily in the context. You wouldn't have but maybe, to though, yeah, you know, I, I feel I like even know. Yeah. like a We'd slow burn, to, a low stated, I would almost feel those emotions more. Yeah. Which is where I feel like the high diction is doing like the, some of that work, right? Where like it is assuming a certain posture, but like the thing that is actually at work is the thing underneath it, right? Yeah. Do you all have favorite? poems that use the word fuck probably but now i can only think of this one profane profanity poems there's a poem isn't there a poem in stag's leap it's oh. probably behind you on that shelf I think you're right. yeah 
The answer is yes. Yeah. Somewhere. Any, yeah. Anywhere we'll link to it in the show notes. Poem. We'll yeah. link to all of our all of our favorite profane yeah. poems. I was thinking of uh, uh, Robert Haas's the tw- uh, no, not the twentieth century, the nineteenth century a song, which ends with uh, I forget the the anarchist Russian finger fucking a countess. <laughs> it's what? shocking, and then uh, it's a g- g- strong final image and then wow. uh, I was uh, feeling fucked up by Etheridge Knight. Oh yeah. Yep. That's a classic. That's that's, that's, that's a lot an iconic lot of, one, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was thinking I mean this this poem in particular reminds me a lot of Hanif Abdurraqib's series about um like how can black poets write about flowers at a time like this? Just mm. like like pairings of, you know, flower poems um from perspectives with pairings um, that traditionally were not expected or um, even allowed. Um, so I, I can imagine an anthology of like flower, like hard hitting flower poems, you mm-hmm. know, like fuck you flower poems. Yeah. This, I, there are a lot of like eco poetry anthologies, but they don't really take that. Mm-mm. They're still like in the vein of, it seems to me like a lot of them are still in the vein of, um, just yeah like kind of old nature poems yeah. and then speaking of you know exciting etymologies doesn't anthology come from a gathering of flowers oh shit wow i love etymology so much yeah that's a, that's good <laughs> Thank you to Bill for hanging out and talking with us. Shout out to, of course, alcohol, Dorothy Wordsworth, and the Flavor Blue for our dope theme music. Thank you to you, our loyal listeners, and honestly, my best friends. What? We're right here. (laughs) That is sober. (laughs) I love you so much. If you love us back, please rate us five stars on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it be Spotify or Stitcher or some app that you made on your own because you learned to code by yourself and probably going to make a bunch of money. <laughs> and hit that subscribe button. <laughs> yep. Get it. What DJ said. Yeah. Uh, lastly, follow us on Twitter at Poet Salon Pod and send along your poetry-related questions, humorous anecdotes, and new Netflix shows to binge while watching my jammies <laughs> at the Poet Salon Pod at gmail.com. Do it! Thank you. Bang bang, while the world is falling, we can maintain full din origami, making crane cranes. Got a thousand wishes on my brain, brain. I put salt in the water when I'm cooking up the pasta. Trying to keep me quiet, but you know it's gonna cost ya. Cause I cook them proper, redder than a lobster. Go make bait, but my mama was a monster. You wanna whip?
weaponize this Gonna show you these hands Gonna take on these streets Gonna show you who's man's Cause my crew mob steady Feddy and spaghetti Feddy and spaghetti Feddy in the <laughs> The best party I've been to I've been to is frontal nudity That's a great like um, title for something Or like an event space called frontal nudity Ooh. A magazine called frontal nudity A drink called frontal nudity Ooh. Even a book called What would be in a drink with that title? Mm. <laughs> Something clear, probably. Yeah. And probably. aggressive. Yeah. Clear and aggressive. <laughs>